Welcome to His and Hers with Miko, our newest show of Live, Laugh, Talk. And Miko, how are you doing this evening? I'm pretty good today. Pretty good. How about you? Oh, I'm hanging on in here. You know, I'm excited to have my voice back and be able to, to debate with you. So <laughs> I feel 100% better. But, you know, you and I, we have our fun conversations, and I look forward to that. And it's just such a joy to be able to bring it to the people. They can hear how we talk and some of the subjects we talk about. So this is one that you had mentioned to me once before. We were talking about comedians and the, the very fact that nowadays that we have comedians being attacked on stage. Uh-huh. Now, back in the day, people used to go to a comedy show and would actually sit in the front row so they would be picked on, you know, so things so that would be a topic that the comedian would come up with and say something to you about. That was that was fun back in the day. Right. But right. nowadays, <laughs> they used to even want to be roasted. Yeah, people wanted to have a roast. That was an honor. But now the question is, can comedians still talk about anything or should they be afraid of the audience or be afraid of being canceled? So, you know, lately we would start with the being attacked on stage. Now, of course, I think the most infamous attack was, of course, Chris Rock and and Will Smith. I think that one was everybody knows the whole world yes. had an opportunity <laughs> to see that live. Yes. They picked the biggest and stage to do it on. That was the biggest stage. Uh-huh. Uh, an international stage. And boy, you know, once we saw it, uh, for me, it, no, it was, it was, I think that five second delay, so there was some editing that went on. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, seconds later, it's coming out of other countries, coming out of France, coming out, and so it's it, on Twitter already unedited, and we get to hear everything uh-huh. you said. And yes, wow, oh, that was astonishing. That was a shocker for me. How did you, when you saw that initially? We're going to get into some of these other attacks too, but when you, because everybody saw that, when you saw that, what was your first thought? To be honest, I really didn't think it was real. <laughs> right. I was one of those right. people that I was like, oh, this is a little skit, you know, something they threw in there, whatever. And then when Will went to cussing, I was like, oh. When yeah. I saw him cussing, I was like, oh, this this, this might be real. <laughs> this might, you know, real looked like he really upset. And then I waited, you know, before I made any real judgments, I waited to try to hear, you know, everything that was going on. You know, try right. to hear both sides, all sides, what was going on. And I still was like, you know, we as a as a culture have gotten too soft. You know. Right. He didn't take it personally to me because he laughed. You know what I'm saying? Right. At and first. He he took he went off of his wife's emotions. And, yes. and he says that that's not true, but it's obvious. <laughs> we all saw it. It's true. Yes, that, that if true. you're listening, Will, uh, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> he, went, he, went, he went off of her emotions. And it's just sad that, you know, now you can't. And, and, and it's crazy because, you know, Will is funny. He does all these funny things. And he's not a comedian per se. But 
he he goes around and he does all these you know comedic things. Yes, and has to get a laugh. Yes, to get a laugh from people in general, you know, family, friends, audience, whatever he's doing. And at one time, he was even um, trying to become a comedian. He was going with um, I think it was um, who was it? Do you know about that? Um, No, I'm not familiar. Oh, he was talking to Dave Chappelle, I believe trying to get mm. him and um you know learning how to become a comedian but you know of course that got cut after all this happened but for you to be <laughs> going through all that and I get you know you felt like it was a personal attack or whatever but and you trying to become a comedian too that lets you know it just didn't got too personal out here well see for me it took me way back uh-huh. you know because I'm a, a lot older than my audience so, when I saw it, uh-huh. I, I immediately, because of the way Will moved his body, I knew that was real. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that was, you know, when the comedic slaps, you know, you just kind of just wave your hand or your arm. But he had this whole Ali stance, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was almost a punch instead of a slap. I mean, the, the movement, I'm like, whoa, that was, re-. but what took me back was, and I remember when he won his award, oh. uh, he was the first rap artist to win a Grammy. Okay. And it was Chris Rock that introduced him to the stage. Oh, wow. So that's what went through my mind because I remember seeing that. And I remember the ill way that they did it because it wasn't even televised. With the rest of the we saw it later on, like you could you could watch it later on, right? But it wasn't televised with the other awards, and it was just to me it was a slap in the face for hip hop. Mm. But I remember Chris Rock. Then I remember the episode on the Fresh Prince where Chris Rock had a dual role. He was supposed to be this entertainer, and then Will was supposed to take his sister out, and it was actually Chris Rock dressed like a woman <laughs> who was a sister. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, there's these pictures of them behind the scenes, and you know, we we all have this disgusting look at his face, and, and you know, Chris all hugged up, or they be like, he was gonna kiss him. <laughs> so my mind went all the way back to that, and I'm thinking, these two guys know each other well, like they're friends. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. Like, what happened? And I was sitting there thinking, whatever just happened couldn't have been about the joke. Right, and, and I know people may, may, may sit here and go, "Well, you don't talk about a man's wife." Well, I want to remind everyone of who he was talking about. If you mention Demi Moore, if you compare any woman to Demi Moore, that should be a compliment. Uh, uh, <laughs> Demi Moore is, you know, is beautiful now. When GI Jane came out, she was unbelievably beautiful. Not that she isn't now, but then, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Hair cut off in a movie and fatigues, and she's still stunningly gorgeous on screen. Mm -hmm. And to say, well, you know, you, you know, let me know when G.I. Jane 2 come out. I'm sitting there going, where's the insult? Um, Because if, I mean, if you compare me to Denzel Washington, I'm not offended. I'm not going to attack you, I promise. You know, that's the that's a handsome man. Uh-huh. I'm sitting there thinking, well, what is the problem with that comment? Like, 
when I had gotten upset, then <laughs> the other thing that affected me was like you said at first, he laughed. Right. The camera goes to him, he's laughing and he looks over at her and she's rolling her eyes and all that. And, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there like, man, the and, and you know when you go to the Oscars or any of these award shows, you you expect to be roasted. That's why they get comedians to do it. Right. And you, you sit in the front. Billy... You sit in the front. Yes. Yes. You would sit it. That's what you do at a comedy show. If you want to get roasted, you sit in the front. Mm-hmm. And that's what and so the, the, the entertainers for years would come to the Oscars and other events to be roasted. So I, I just I was taken aback by it. I really was. I you know, I can't say I have to say I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised and sad. You know, because those are two people I grew up loving, you know. Um I mean is there a bigger star than Will? <laughs> I mean, we, and we all saw him rise up. You know, we watch him get to this big star, and he was a little tiny star. I don't know. I just it, it was saddening to me. It was um, it was a breakdown. Yeah. But, but we got to go before the end. You know, in 2019, a comedian named Ron Vi was attacked on stage. Uh-huh. Okay, and then of course. This happens. We, we all saw that on national TV. And since then, it's like it just became norm. So shortly after, Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage. Oh. I think that was in May. Uh, before, you know, before that, um, there was a comedian named um, Samson McCormick. Uh, he was in California at a casino, and he had headlined there many times. He was attacked on stage. It was in March of, of this year, of last year. Uh-huh. And then um, a lot of people probably know Craig Robinson, the comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in Charlotte, and, you know, he's scheduled to perform, and somebody opened fire at the club, and they had to rush him out of there. And, but he was okay. Nothing happened, unfortunately, to him or anyone else, for that sake. It was just some foolishness that had happened. But it's just becoming the norm. So, you know, should comedians be afraid to really speak their mind? I know you and I, we were talking in our conversation. And, you know, I grew up loving stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I used to love comedians like Richard Pryor. Yes, I was about because, to him. <laughs> right. You know, who, but Richard could take dark situations and make them funny. Uh-huh. You know, he was raised in a brothel. His father was a pimp. Somehow, he made that humorous. So he would take darkness and turn it into humor. Uh-huh. And he did that with human life. And there were things that he said on stage that we probably couldn't say to each other. Or I couldn't say on this show. <laughs> uh-huh. But he made it. We were in dark situations, especially when he was coming up as a comedian. We were segregated. We were this, that, and the other. And he could make even that, humorous. And nobody attacked him. You know, yes, there may be people who feel a certain way. Maybe they feel the opposite way of that comedian. But can't we just feel something that we feel without having to go on attack if somebody says something? Yeah, it's bad. Um, 
I remember they had um, interviewed Billy Crystal and he was saying, you know, being a comedian is like, you know, being in a minefield. You got to worry about what you say, who 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 feelings you step on, if you're going to get blown up or not. Right. It's, you just don't know what may come out of it. Right. It's not the same no more. Back in the day, a comedian could step on stage and if you wanted to talk about some issue that went on that was dark, we, we could just talk about it. But... You know, not anymore. You know, there were, yeah. You know, I just, I just think of what world we live in now, where somebody says something and I don't agree with it. That gives me the right to assault. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't understand this this world. And I'll tell you, I really love stand up comedy to the point that I go to shows. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Improv. I've been to all those places, and I literally sit on the front row to get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would sit there, you know, just to hear what they say. You know, and some of it could be absolutely, you know, hilarious. You know, um, I can't think of the, the rapper that has a haircut like mine. Uh, it's a young fella. I can't think of his name oh. right now. It escapes me. I wish I could because it makes it even, the joke even more funny. And I was at Tracy Morgan's show. I'm sitting there on like the second row. So Tracy Morgan has them put the lights on me, shining on me. And I'm just going to say uh, little Yachty or somebody. I, I, it wasn't him. I'm just going to say it so the joke. But he's like, shine a light right here. You know, they put the light on me. It's like, I want everybody to see little Yachty's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the whole crowd. I mean, everybody was laughing. Yeah, I mean, it was hilarious because the person he mentioned, we had the same hairstyle. So, I mean, it was hilarious. And, you know, my hair is gray, so, you know, all of a sudden, I'm his daddy. (laughs) And so, it led there. I took a picture with him. We were backstage. He was, you know, it was the coolest thing. That's what I enjoyed. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. You know, the audience thought it was funny. By the end of the night, my food and everything was complimentary because he took care of everything and I got a chance to meet him and all of this. You know, it was a wonderful night. I didn't get mad and go, who are you? To, you know, who are you to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. if that's the case, why are you on the front row? Right, right. You know, I'm trying to think of who is the comedian who uh, he used to, to um, cut up watermelons and vegetables and all this and and he would just smash them on stage, and people would have to wear, you know, oh, you know, garments. Yeah, I uh, that. yeah, I can't remember his name either. I, you know, escapes me as well. But but imagine you go to that show knowing that that's what's going to happen. You know, he's going to smash a watermelon. You know, he's going to you know throw a squash. <laughs> you know, you know, stuff's going to be all over the place. So you wouldn't go there with your best clothes on and then get mad when he starts smashing stuff. Right. You know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So. That's the way I look at it with comedians. If you're at a show and and you're at a live show that's an award show, I mean, prepare to be picked on. I mean, it, there was comedians actually before Chris Rock, we go back and watch the show, that had said different things about him that night. Right. One, 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 uh, one comedian, she came out, she said she was talking about all the single men in the audience, and then she named... Will Smith, she was like, "Yeah, I, you know, I know you. I know y'all to allow things to happen." Mm-hmm. He didn't get mad and slap her, you know? No, no, because it was personal. It was, it was, it was something deep rooted, you know. Right. 
I don't know what's going on between them. You know, that's not my, really my business, but, you know, I think Will has been trying to fight that thug comedian pers- persona for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Because right. has a long-standing love for Tupac. So, you know, I think that was his one time to, you know, be the upstanding man and show that he but- been his wife, but he picked the wrong time. You know, maybe we don't know what happened. Maybe maybe they had an argument before before the show, and she was telling him he wasn't a man or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't know what happened. You don't never defend me, and then Chris said something. He was like, "Oh, it, oh, oh," and she is not laughing. Let me make sure I let her know. But right. the thing is, regardless of what was going on, personal and not. It should never have gotten that far because it's a joke and you're in public right. and it is for the audience. It wasn't personally for you. No. So no. it's just like people just take everything to heart now. Like you can't say nothing. Everybody, everything, everything is just so touchy now. Yes. Everybody is the same way. Yeah. And I, I know in our conversation, you was talking about just how soft people are. You know, like back in the day, we would give the winners, as you mentioned, right, a trophy. What do we do today? Everybody get a trophy. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Let me pat you on your back. I'm like, wait a minute now. There's it's a it's a winner and a loser for a reason. You know, y'all took the word loser and just made it a horrible thing. Right. It's not necessarily right. that it's bad. That's your opportunity to look at what you did, and you know what I'm saying. Improve. Improve on that. Enhance the skills that you know you can enhance and, you know, try to maneuver around the ones that you can't, but you can make yourself better. If you if, right. if you don't tell somebody that they are not performing up to par, then how does that person know what to do to make themselves better? Then you're not making a better person of them. There you go. And we're not saying you're a loser in life. In life. You just right. lost that game. <laughs> right. A lot of that to have those those losing moments, so you know, so you can know what it is to win. But when when you around and you can't tell a joke and you can't say nothing or play with somebody, whenever everything is so sensitive, that's not good. Not at all. You know, we grew up actually playing the dozens. You know what people today call bullying. We used to do it for the fun of it. Right. Because if I were, if I called it bullying, I was bullied every day of my life. I mean, when I mean, you got to understand, when I was nine, I wore a size nine man shoe, and every year I wore my age. So you can imagine how big my feet looked and, and <laughs> how awkward I looked. You know, I'm fifteen with a size fifteen man shoe. You know, and <laughs> you know, so I got picked though every day. But I used to have my comebacks, you know, because once you hear something all the time, then you start preparing your comeback. This is kind of like, you know, somebody telling somebody fat a fat joke. They already know it's coming, so they already prepared for the comeback. Uh-huh. And that was me. I was already prepared. So, you know, it didn't bother me. I, I was expecting it. So, that, but nowadays, oh, my God, that is bullying. You cannot say this. You cannot do this. I'm like, that was... That was called the dozens growing up. You know, everybody did that. I mean, when they when when they got off you, they was on your mom and everybody else in your family. Yeah, your mama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so that that's 
that's the environment now that we um that we live in. That now you can't make a joke, you can't say something humorous to somebody. There's somebody in the corner that's going to be super offended. Uh, nobody can have any humor. I used to go back and watch these roasting shows that they used to do in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And the, the Rat Pack would have these. I mean, they, they would be the subject sometimes. And then sometimes they would be the ones doing the roast. And, I mean, they would have these comedians come from all over the world. And, and their job was to attack the person that was an audience. I remember they had a roast for, for uh, Ronald Reagan. And, other people, and, and that was a thing, to come out and just, you know, say something that make everybody laugh. You know, and sometimes they wouldn't even roast the person that's being roasted. It might be somebody else on stage. <laughs> so, I remember one comedian, he was, he, that's what he was known for. And so he was, um, Don Rickles was his name. And so Don Rickles was on stage. He came up after Emmanuel Lewis. So Emmanuel Lewis was, you know, talking and, you know, he's trying to say his little jokes about the president or whatever. And so, you know, he goes back. And so Don Rickles comes on stage and he, you know, he starts his, his monologue and he looks back and see Emmanuel Lewis is still on stage. So he, he turns around to the audience, you know, the microphone, and he's like, Sally Struthers, you know, here's one of your kids that... <laughs> And for the audience who's not old enough, okay, <laughs> there used to be, you know, where you give a certain amount of your income per day to this organization so they could feed hungry kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, underprivileged children. Oh. So he's like, he was one of your underprivileged children, basically, talking about Emmanuel Lewis. You uh-huh. know? And everybody's like, could you today, here's an elderly white man, turn around to a young black man and say, you know, here's an underprivileged child. Can y'all come get him? You know, no, you couldn't not. imagine saying that now. Uh-huh. It would be all kind of groups getting together and protesting. Yes. <laughs> it would be yes. a mess. It this, would be a mess. This cancel culture that we in. Yeah, let's get into that. Let's talk about the cancel yeah. culture. Go ahead. Cancel culture, it is horrible. You can't blink. And I'm talking about everybody is on the verge of being canceled. Roseanne, uh, Roseanne went, she was trying to, they were um, canceling her. She got canceled. I ain't going to say she was canceled, but she came close to getting canceled. They didn't put her show up and everything over some stuff. Well, she got canceled. Well, she has her own comedy um, comedy special now, and it's doing well. And this um, Roseanne Barr um, canceled this. They just come back with crazy stuff and just counter- counter whatever is going on and then but, but they kicked her off her own show well they kicked her <laughs> off the show but she, she came up with another show yeah i mean she, yeah. she she had this one comedy special but i'm talking about she had a sitcom that it was quite successful mm-hmm. that that was over for years and then it comes back the revival of it comes back and it's still been on for years but it, it came back as roseanne <laughs> and then she made that comment we're not even going to say, because, you know, it's what she said. And um, she got so canceled that they changed the name of the show from Roseanne to the Connors. And then yeah. they yeah. killed off of it. Yeah. She died. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So, yeah cancel culture is real. It's, it, real. it's real. They they will. You know what I'm saying? Joe Rogan was another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was. it. 
now he oh. on um he he opened up his own um comedy comedy club where he had right. who get canceled can come to his his club and do their own thing there. Right. And um he fought it because he was about to be done done, but he fought it, so he's still relevant. Um, and we talked about Roseanne and her revival show. Actually, all of these revival shows that came about, I mean, you know, we've had probably the last three years of all these old shows that came back on TV, Murphy Brown and all these. All those shows came back because what was happening was the Cosby show was coming back. It was going to bring the Cosby show back on. We all know about Bill Cosby right. being canceled. And so that didn't happen. So all of a sudden, everybody and their uncle brought their show back on TV. Right, right. You know, but you talk about canceled. Bill Cosby was canceled to the point that, you know, if it wasn't for the fight and the struggle, everybody on the Cosby show was just about canceled. Oh. Like, everybody was, and, you know, everybody had to come out like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I didn't do anything to anybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, why am I? But there were individuals that weren't getting roles because of their past on the Cosby show. Yep. Because of their past or because of how they felt or what they agreed or didn't agree with. And I feel like you got everybody's entitled to their opinion. Whether you like their opinion or not, or whether you agree exactly. with their opinion or not, everybody is entitled to their opinion. And it just comes to the point where, you know, you can't you can't do nothing like, oh goodness, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was on the verge of getting of getting canceled with all the uh transphobic stuff he was saying. I think Dave Chappelle doesn't care. He's oh, he probably the only he person in the world. But he was close. <laughs> and I think because he did right. care and he came back so strong and he still told his jokes. He was like, you're not and gonna he still did it. Right. You're not gonna and, make me not telling my jokes because I'm not doing anything wrong. Like you're taking it, you you're taking it too far. And I think he did a good job. What I like about Dave is when he tells his jokes, it's so real to the real moment and it's 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 real life and he it's just funny how he says it because he, he's, he's the modern day Richard Pryor right he is definitely saying exactly what he want to say it's just funny how he says it so you know you like but he mean what he say when he say it <laughs> but, and, and, and he, he's um he's thought provoking because right. he's so intelligent yes that I mean, he says things that you hadn't even, in a way, you hadn't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's been that way since he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And he's always been that person who could just, you know, make some, make the whole room think. So there's some people that you're going to have real trouble trying to cancel because their thought process is beyond where you are right now. Right. Right. You, know, you you catch up with him later on. Like it's just now I'm going back. You know, it was in my 40s that I went back and I started looking at Richard Pryor comedy stand-up. I was, you know, so here they had been recorded in the 70s. <laughs> here I am, you know, in the the 2000s uh-huh. and going, wow, see, some of the stuff he said back then is relevant right now, most of it. And that's what we're going to do with Dave. We're going to go back and we're going to watch those shows. Uh-huh. And we're going to go, man, this stuff he was talking about in 2020 and we're going to be in 2040 or something. Like, this is relevant now. And, right. You know, he's, he's, he's a tough cookie to crack. It's going to be hard to cancel somebody like him because he's, he's so far advanced in his thinking. Yes, um, hard. It's a, um, it's a new one out. Um, he's from the Nick Cannon show, um, Wilding Out. His name is um, Matt Rice. 
and he's right. very controversial. You know, he talk about you. You know, he's one of those pick you out the audience. He start a conversation and he just say whatever come to mind. He talk about any and everything, and he was on the verge of being canceled, but he he stuck to his guns too. I think it's about you know you just gotta stick to it, and it's kind of being this this um this cancel culture is like it's basically being bullied. If that's me, that's true. You know, you're bullying a person. You don't want to talk about it like that, but that's exactly what it is. You're bullying people that they can't think a certain way. They can't say certain things out loud, you know, and even when it's a joke. So where is, you know, and then if somebody does anything wrong from years ago, they get canceled. You know what I'm saying? You talk about they digging up tweets from like 10 years ago and you don't give a person. <laughs> growth you know what i'm saying suppose that person was that way then but now you know what i'm saying they've grown and now they have a better understanding or they look at things differently now nobody is always the same so i'm like dad you don't even give you know what i'm saying suppose like nope. things just have changed in their life they haven't maybe they were from a, a small farm or a small town and then now they're in this big town so now you know what I'm saying? It's a whole different culture thing to them, and they get integrated into things, and things are different. Like, but, but you don't you don't have a chance to grow when right, you're in the public. You don't have guy. a chance. You know, they just gonna go look at, oh, this is how he really right. is. You know, which if, you know, anything. If, if that, if, I'm sure I thought different 10, 20 years ago. Not right. now. It was like anything that you've done in your life, you stuck with it. You. You stuck with it. Not only anything that you've done, but anything that you said, because they go back to tweets. It don't even matter if you tweeted it. If you replied to a tweet, they find it. I'd be like, wow. No, because yeah. they didn't They didn't put this out there, but they replied to this. And I'm like, first of all, who are these people that, that are saving things from, <laughs> from 20 years ago? And right. looking for these things to bring back up about somebody. I, You know, I remember um, watching my one of my favorite shows is The Flash on TV. Right. Um, oh, I can't even think of his name. He was the he he played the stretchy guy, the stretchy character that you know he could stretch his arms and legs and do all this stuff. And um, his mm-hmm. his character was Ralph on the show, and I thought he was just the greatest character. And I don't know that man person. He might be whatever, but they went back years years and found some stuff that he put on the internet and they took him off the show and i just thought that was crazy like so has he done anything recently like i'm trying to you know i'm saying like can you bring up something like um, in the past year couple of years four or five years like you you went back about seven eight years for this man so i'm trying to figure out like and he said then you know and of course you around a whole different group of people or whatever 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 so you know, maybe, you know, intertwining with other people and then, you know, sometimes you don't know things. After you sit down and talk to people, you get a better understanding of things. So your mindset is different. Like, you didn't, do we know that this person is the same? If if you can't find nothing from way back then that he's, you know what I'm saying, constantly doing, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, it like, almost happened to Mark Wahlberg. It went way back when way he was back. a kid. Yes, and they did. He, uh, you know, he said some. We know again, not we're not bringing up what's what's been said or whatever. But he said some very negative remarks. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was a kid, like a literally kid. a teenager. 
And then when the George Floyd incident came up and he, you know, stood in support of the protest, all of a sudden, well, you said back in, you know, 1980. <laughs> you know, in 33 what? AD, what? I wasn't even <laughs> yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my God. But that seems to be the thing with the cancel culture. It's, it's, it, it, most of the time, there's nothing that just happened. It's something that was 50, 20, 25 years right. ago. Because the person gets famous, and then all of a sudden, we start digging and looking. We got to find something. And right. then we find it, and here it is, everybody. This is what we found on them. They are such and such, and so and so. And it's, it's just horrible because you can do that with anyone. None of us are pure and innocent. Because I know darn well people come back and find some stuff and be like, she, and I'd be like, well, you right. And I think that's the thing. The people who have, you know, weathered the storm are the people who are like, okay, and we're going to walk past that and keep it going, and that's not how that was. And I think the people that um, kind of fall are the people that succumb to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, right. oh they found this out. What am I gonna, no, you you got to learn to fight back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, me, I would be that fight back person. Mm. I'm not going to lay down just because, you know, you said that I said or I did or whatever. I mean, and, and I'm very aware of the cancel culture. Mm. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily in favor of it. You know, I can understand that some things we may need to be careful about. Saying. We may need to watch our mouth. You know, that some things can offend other people mm -hmm. severely. But then by the same token, I, I do realize that sometimes we go too far and we go too far back, you know. And, right. and so I, I remember the you and I, we've talked about this. There's a topic and I'm not going to talk about it right now that you and I, we've talked about bringing to this show. And I and I have said you wrote it down weeks ago and I have said, <laughs> I'm not quite ready for that one yet. And, and the reason why I say that is because I know. There's going to be a segment of even our audience that's falling in love with us so far. And we bring that subject up, they're going to be like, oops. Yeah. You know, it might be the one that take us over the edge. You know, we <laughs> might be on 60 minutes or something. You know, it might be that one. That, Why did you say this? You know, but, but the subject matter is so true it's and true. it's so relevant. The question is, is anybody ready to hear it? And that's because the one, problem. Yep, that's right. the problem right there. All right, it's not that it's a lie or mm -hmm. it's slander or it's defamation. No, it's the truth. But once we put it on the air, it's going to be some folks that just can't take it. They're just like, whoa, wait a minute. You said what? Huh? And wow, the negative kickback that could come from it. I'm sitting here going, you know, both of us ready for that yet. <laughs> you know, why don't we wait till we get rich and famous and then be canceled? <laughs> Give me the money first, then cancel me. I'm good. I can stay home and, and, and spend my money. But, then, but how you how just how you said that, you know, topics and things, and that's 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 the same thing with comedians though. I think that the shows are so dry, they're not as, you know, comedic as they used to be because they're answering what they want to say. And how yeah, and that's sad. I said, what is a comedian that can't speak his heart? Right. How? Yeah, How you know that's sad. You know, you, you can't do comedy if you're not if it's not real. You might be able to pull off anything else. You might be able to pull off music 
whatever. But you cannot do stand-up comedy if you're not coming from the heart. If it's not real, man, people ain't going to laugh. Because yeah. they can feel that. Right. They can yeah. feel all that. Dave Chappelle talked about that. Chris Rockton talked about that. You know, you just, it, it, people are scared to, to, you know, especially in the comedic world where you're supposed to be able to talk about taboo things, where you're supposed to be able to cross the line. You can't do it anymore. You know, one of the greatest comedians of all time, Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. we praise him because he was bold. Right. He was innovative. And he would talk about things that, you know, was really held in the, in the home. But he would say it on stage. And everybody could relate to it because we all been there. But if you took, and Bernie Mac from his um, Kings of Comedy show, mm-hmm. you took that, they made a, a television show out of a sitcom. Right. It's actually great. I, I think stand-up was great. I think the sitcom was great. But I, I go back now, and I watch that, that sitcom on, on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's what, what puts me to sleep. You know, I turn it on. I can sit there and laugh after I fall, fall asleep. But a lot of stuff said. And this show was maybe, what, 20 years ago? So so maybe it was 2005. Might have been a little later than that. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff said on that show then that you can't say now. You can't say now. <laughs> you would be canceled immediately. Like spanking children. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, like he's about, you know, I'll slap you to you, you know. I'll, you... <laughs> You can't say nor do any nope. of that. Don't do it. And the stuff that he said in the stand-up, you know, relating to, to his, his nephew and others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't say none of that. Uh, absolutely. You, you got to keep evolving with the times. I do understand that. But, you know, I think that we've lost humor as a, as a culture now. We can't even be funny because we're so afraid that somebody's going to be offended. And even in my personal life, I've made jokes. You know, I've said some stuff that was just, to me, was funny. Uh-huh. And, and I, you know, I, I said it to a person, and he was like, mm, you know, maybe you could have worded that different. That's the last time I ever talked to that person. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I can imagine if I was a comedian, how I would feel. But if, if, I, if I'm talking, and I'm laughing, and I'm having a good time, and you censoring me, right. we don't need we we can't. What we gonna talk about? Because you know to what? Be... people will take sound bites out of out of your conversation instead of the whole conversation, and right. they will hear just that little bit. Be like, you didn't hear the whole conversation we just had, or you didn't hear the whole joke. You just heard that one little bit in there. Right. I'm gonna need you to get the whole entire joke, and not exactly. just hear that one little bit, and then you now you upset. And I come from a very comedic family. Uh-huh. You know, you know, my mom quick witted, and everybody in my family quick witted. So, so we may say things and joke and jive that we don't really mean it like that. We were just joking, right? But you know, like I said, you know, if if I'm talking to you, we having a good time, and, and I say something, you got to censor me, then we won't be talking no more. Because, like you say, I don't need you to take bits and pieces of what I said and then make it sound like, you know. Mm-mm. But so I can imagine what these people who have a national audience. Must feel like. Yeah. It, it must be awesome. <laughs> you know, because that's their art. That's their craft. Mm-hmm. And, and, and most of them, if they didn't do that, what would they be doing? Right. Like, like, like what would Roseanne be doing? Mm. You know, she, 
she's not gonna go work in somebody's office. I mean, oh. what is she gonna do? You know, that's who she is. Yeah. And I'm and, and again saying this, I'm not just I don't want anybody writing in on the show. And who are you justifying? I'm not justifying what Roseanne said. That's not what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that we don't, once if we're going to go around, we're going to start censoring everybody, and we're going to start. It's, it's just like the debate about books. Should we go in the library and just start t- taking books out and burning them? Because uh-huh. all of a sudden, you, you can't say what was in Tom Sawyer anymore, so we got to go burn that book. Right. You know? Well, we're going to do the same thing with me. We're going to go attack them all. We're going to censor them all. We're going to keep them off TV. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, it's got to be a limit to some of this. Um, but if it's going to, in my eyes, to be honest with you, Miko, it's going to get worse uh-huh. before it gets better because it has. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it started, uh, seems like a little bit ago, but now, especially after we sat here and we just started listing the different people and different shows and we ain't even got to half of them. Man, it's it's astonishing that <laughs> you can't say anything, do anything, and and the fact that people go back decades into your life. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the sad part. And all these accusations and stuff that come about. And I know I did a a segment on how do we get here last week on false accusations. Uh, but they're 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 deadly. They're entertainers who have been. Someone said they did. And then all of a sudden, as you mentioned, they got kicked off a show. I know, you know, and then everybody on the show had to make a statement like, I stand with the accuser. Mm-hmm. And they would come to find out the accuser was lying. Now what? Right. This right. person lost their, their, their show, their reputation. They show up on other shows or whatever, and people are still believing that they said or did what, they, what was, you know, told happened. It wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. So it sullies a person's reputation for life. I, I just don't agree with that. That's what makes cancel culture something that I don't go. Because who's to say that what we're talking about actually happened? Or, as you mentioned in the in the gentleman on the other show, it was so long ago he may have changed his views back. Uh-huh. And I would hope he has, because I, I, you know, I know that you know I've been around decades. I don't think the same way I did when I was 21, 31 even. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a it's a mixed up world. Yeah, I hate uh, that this is happening in the world of comedy. And maybe another time we'll we'll get into how we see it happening in the music industry. Mm-hmm. How we're seeing entertainers being attacked at their concerts. Mm-hmm. People throwing bottles and Phones and wow, <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I, I just, you know, what's going to be the future? You know, the future is going to be our, our, our entertainers going to perform on Zoom or something because they're going to be too scared to come to an arena. Right, right. So we'll have to save that one for another day. Oh. But we definitely uh, enjoy having you with us. I wish you got to come on. And one of the episodes uh, during the week, and just co-host the whole show with you. Okay. I think that would be fun. And we we need to do that one day so that we can, you know, even on that show, then advertise our this show so that more people, you know, get to know about it. But we we definitely enjoy you and and your insight, your input, and I have gotten uh, from you have uh, fans out there that seem to be male. 
that keeps speaking of your beautiful voice. She has such a beautiful voice. That's what happens on my admin at Live Laugh Talk comment page is your beautiful voice. So you just keep turning on the male listeners out there, Miko. We, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. Sure so we're going to let you sure go. <laughs> you says who? I said, you sure that's not your dad? You know, Dad's one of your fans. <laughs> Dad, you done called him out. And I know he's going to be listening. He is definitely one of your fans. So, okay. yeah, Dad has written in as well. And he writes, you probably noticed on my on the Spotify page, he's always commenting. So, yes, Dad's a big fan of Miko. So, <laughs> so we got to keep Miko around. And we got to get Dad on the show, too. Yeah. You, you had mentioned that. Well, we'll have Dad on with you and me. We you know, have, he, he has his opinion. We'll have dad on the show. We got to do it. I think we that, should do it next week. That be let's fun. do it. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. That would be exciting. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, you know, not going to keep you any longer. I know you've got a busy life outside of all of this. Yeah. And a, a joy to talk about this subject as well as many others. And so, is there anything that you want to say on the way out? I didn't want to just conclude that you having that opportunity are good I, you know i think we talked about pretty much all we need to talk about it is, it's just amazing to watch and hear all this with the cancel culture and you know the comedians not being able to really be them true selves anymore on stage so i'm hoping for a change like you said it might not happen too soon but you know i, I would hope for sooner rather than later i would too I will hope for the time when everybody gets back to want to sit on the front row and be picked on by Bernie Mac and, oh. and other comedians over the years. It's 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 a sad world when we can't laugh anymore. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh-huh. So, Miko, go ahead and tell everybody good night, Miko. Good night, Miko.